Welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in. I am just loving this growing community. I cannot believe, I think I'm at like 45,000 downloads. I don't even know, something like that. But it's just really cool to see how fast it's growing now and have new people listening. So I figured for my intro for today, I would actually just kind of walk you through some of the biohacks that I have done today, some of the healthy choices that I've made, some of my healthy habits. So you can just get a behind the scenes look at what it's like to really implement biohacking and being healthy every single day and and kind of make it a lifestyle. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of dedication, but it's worth it. The results really do make it worth it. So this morning I woke up quite early, earlier than normal. I woke up around like 5.50. Usually I wake up, say 6.30 or so. And I took my temperature, which is always the first thing that I do because I track my menstrual cycle through my body temperature. And I use the Natural Cycles app, which helps track my ovulation and predict when my period's coming and also predict when my ovulation is coming so that I'm aware if I you know, want to get pregnant or if I don't want to get pregnant. So that's what I did. I get up and then I scrape my tongue with my copper tongue scraper, which I just posted about on Instagram. And I use this because copper is a natural antibiotic, let's say, antibacterial, antiviral type of idea. And I just scrape my tongue and gets rid of like any bad bacteria that's accumulated overnight, gets rid of morning breath, like within two seconds, because you're just kind of taking all of that gunk off of your tongue. And I've been doing this for years and I've used the same tongue scraper for years too. You just wash it right after you use it every single day and it's fine. It's like a piece of metal. And I got mine from living libration, living librations. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. It's actually a Canadian company out in Ontario, in Northern Ontario. And yeah, I've been using it and I love it. So that's what I do. And then I got dressed and I actually went to the gym this morning, which is not usually what I do, but I got up, went to the gym and took a decaf coffee with me on the way on my walk there and also had a bottle of water that was filled with amino acids from Keon, which is like complete amino acids, not just BCAs and then also creatine. So I did my workout in kind of a fasted state, let's say, just because there were no calories, but there was definitely some sort of response in the body because I was taking supplements and of course like the decaf coffee as well. And I did a 30 minute hit workout on the Stairmaster and then I stretched afterwards, which felt really good. And then, yeah, so it was nice to do a fasted workout. I've been running outdoors quite a lot in the morning with moose lately, but this morning I was like, no, I want to go to the gym. I want to do something different. I want to listen to my own music and not do, you know, like a Peloton outdoor workout, which is what I've been doing. So it was a really nice opportunity to switch things. And then I did some work from the gym and then I came home 
And then I dived or dove right into work. I at my work right now, I use a stand up desk, which really helps with posture, neck pain, back pain. And I'm also using, even as I speak right now, I'm about like halfway through the day. So I'm using a red light therapy device on my back. So it's something called FlexBeam. They're not a sponsor or anything like that, but I love this device. And it is a red light therapy device that you can actually attach right to your body which has kind of been my issue with the other red light devices that I have that just hang from a door or have like a stand. This one straps to your body. So you can put it over your back. You can put it over your ankles, over your knees. If you have sore joints, I use it in all sorts of places, but today I'm having a lot of upper back pain. So I'm doing different ways, let's say postures with it on my back. So you might hear it beep and turn off in a few minutes, but That's what I've been using and it's been really helping quite a lot. And so actually, if you do want to try FlexBeam, they are linked on my shop on my website, biohackingbrittany.com. You can just click shop and you'll see it right there. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I did have a cup of coffee with caffeine in it when I came home because I felt like I just needed that extra boost, but I'm really, really trying to move away from caffeine. So that is something that I did. And then I also microdosed with LSD this morning. So this is something new that I'm doing. I'm going to do a full podcast episode on microdosing in general, microdosing with psilocybin, microdosing with LSD. But essentially I find LSD to be great for productivity and I find psilocybin to be great for creativity. With psilocybin, it's very much like new ideas come almost like out of nowhere when you're microdosing, like you just kind of think of new solutions and new ways of, you know, running your business or doing your job or whatever you're tackling that you probably wouldn't have thought of when you weren't microdosing. At least that's what I've found. So that's why I love doing psilocybin. And then on the flip side, like I said, like LSD is really great for productivity. So it helps you focus. It helps you have a very sharp, clear mind and just get stuff done. To be honest, like it just really helps you tackle your to-do list for the day. So more information on this is coming. Don't you worry, especially if you are in Canada, I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to tell you where to get it. I'm going to give you a discount all of the things. The company that I'm loving that's doing it is, yeah, I I can just tell you, it's called Microsybin. They are only in Canada right now. They're going to be opening internationally soon. However, that doesn't include the US, unfortunately. Basically what they told me when I talked to them on the phone was like, the US is very difficult for these types of things. So If you are in the US and I know you want to microdose and I know there's a bunch of you who do want to, because every single time I talk about this on my Instagram stories, they light up. The amount of replies I get is insane. So I know there's like a big market for it, of course, but unfortunately, as of today, I don't have a reputable brand that I can recommend that's in the States, but I have a couple in Canada. And that will be international as well. 
So sorry about that if you're in the US. But other than that, biohacks I've done today, I took I just took my supplements before this episode and because I just had lunch. So what did I take? I took a B complex, a methyl methylated B complex, which basically means it's more active and more bioavailable. I took butyrate and digestive enzymes to help with my gut health and a probiotic. Those are from BioOptimizers, which I also have a discount with Biohacking Brittany, if you're ever interested in, in it, they're linked in my shop as well. And I took new fish oil that I'm trying for the first time, actually. And that is from, oh my gosh, the name is escaping me right now. I'll have to link it in the show notes, but that is a new product that I'm trying just to help with my joints as well. And I think that's it so far for biohacks. I don't know if that sounds like a lot of healthy habits and biohacks, maybe, but the rest of the day, my plan is I have a bunch of work I have to crush out and crush out. Listen to me. Oh my gosh, crush. And then tonight I'm going to do some foam rolling, stretching, more red light therapy. I'm going to watch The Circle on Netflix because that is what I love to do. I love reality TV, especially reality TV on Netflix. And then I, yeah, we'll have dinner and turn off by nine o'clock as always. So that's kind of my day. That's how things are looking lately. I probably could use a moment of meditation or some grounding as well. Although I walked to the gym and back today, which was really nice because I walked through a forest. So it's healthy and helpful in that way as well. But that's kind of what it looks like, right? So I think when you get into the biohacking world and you you start going down this deep dive, you learn so much from other people in the space and you just kind of fall in love with it that like when you're making these decisions, you know they're the right decisions. So it doesn't feel like it's really difficult, I'll say. Maybe in the beginning... But I don't know. I really feel like most people, when they're pretty far along their health journey, like they just get so accustomed to making these healthy choices that it very much feels like a lifestyle and a habit compared to something you're forcing yourself to do. So if you are new to biohacking and and just like wellness in general, just know that every time you make a healthy choice and a decision, it's going to get easier. Every day does get easier and you get more accustomed to it. And like I said at the beginning of this, like the results really do pay off. Whether that's gut health, whether that's glowing skin and hair, whether that's sleeping really well at night and not waking up, stress management, healthy hormones, healthy fertility, whatever it is. And also longevity too, like preventing serious diseases from coming, preventing things as well. That's kind of where I stand is I think there's a lot of benefits it's kind of nice to keep things at bay that issues that have kind of resolved and I've healed from, but it's also great to be preventing things from coming down the pipeline in the future, which is why I do what I do. So that's a look into what today is like. Not every day is like this. I do all sorts of things. As you know, if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you know that I do very weird things and I try very weird biohacks and also like wellness trends as well. And that's what I love about it. So yeah, if you're not following me, please do follow me on TikTok. I'm biohacking. Like literally that's just it. My handle is just biohacking. 
because I got the handle in like 2019 when TikTok started. And on Instagram, I'm biohacking Brittany, which is a super long handle, but what are you going to do? I am excited about this episode this week, but before we dive further into it, I just want to give a shout out to my one of my favorite companies that I've been working with, Sensate. If you are in the biohacking world, you know them for sure, for sure. Sensate is a device that basically hangs from your neck and helps reduce your stress. It vibrates on the vagus nerve and stimulates a response that is more in the rest and digest mode of the nervous system and less fight or flight. So it's really, really nice for grounding and just really getting into it. And and that's why I love using it. And I know you guys love Sensate too, because I see it. I see it in my DMs and I see it in all the people who buy Sensate. And yeah, so I love Sensate and they are a great sponsor for this episode. And last but not least, I do want to read a really cute and nice, cute review I got on Apple Podcasts. So this one is titled Excellent Holistic Health Podcast. And it says five stars. And it says, this podcast is titled with biohacking, but Brittany covers the gamut of health related topics from the physical to the metaphysical. Absolutely love her interview style too. And that's from Ryan. Thank you so much for that. That is really nice of you. Uh, He was actually a guest on my show and I appreciate that review and every review helps. I know, I think I say this every week, but every review does help. If you feel inclined to leave one, that would be amazing. I really value the feedback and it helps bring biohacking to the masses. It really does. Like the more reviews you have, the more you get searched and found on iTunes or Apple podcasts. I keep saying iTunes, but it hasn't been iTunes for a while. Apple podcasts and Spotify and all these places. So it's honestly easiest done through your phone. Like I found the UI on, on a computer really difficult to use. So that's why I just suggest people do it right on their phone and it's really easy. So I would appreciate, appreciate that so, so much and enjoy this episode all about molecular hydrogen, a supplement again, that I've been taking on and off for a few years. And I really learned a lot from this one as well. And I know you will too. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for another episode next week. And I'm closely coming up to my hundredth episode and I've been thinking about what I'm going to do for it. It's going to be a juicy one. I know that it's either going to be, I think I might do, I don't know. I have to like, maybe I'll pull my audience on Instagram, but I think I'm going to do like a deep dive into like my body image issues and where that stems from and how I'm healing from that. Cause that would be a very deep episode and not something that I would easily talk about. Or I might just do something about a health journey or hormones or female health. I don't know. We'll see if you have any ideas, let me know. And if you want to hear about body image, yeah, let me know as well. That would be cool to see that feedback. So yeah, thank you for listening and enjoy this one. Welcome to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. I am thrilled to have you joining me today. 
This is a place where I talk about health and wellness and obviously biohacking. And I feel like I'm always talking about new things, new things that I'm trying, new products, new practices. So I appreciate you listening. And today I have Alex Tarnava joining me. He is the founder of Drink HRW, uh, which is a supplement company that specializes in hydrogen water tablets. So Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Great. So before we get into kind of the science behind hydrogen water, I'm super curious as to how this all came about. Like, how did you kind of think of developing this company and, and why did you do it? Sure. Do you want the long version, the middle version, or the short version? Ah, the middle version, maybe. The middle version. All right. So I guess it's going on eight years ago now, seven, eight years ago. I was kind of at like the peak of my fitness when I was like 29. I was uh, competing in CrossFit, training martial arts, sparring and rolling pretty hard at the time. I I was training like four to six hours a day. And it's still not... We never knew exactly what happened, but I developed some sort of mystery virus as a best guess, and it really, really messed me up. I had a sudden onset narcolepsy, so I'd fall asleep if I sat down for like a minute or so. I was sleeping 16, even 18 hours a day. I was severely anemic. My C-reactive protein, so a marker of inflammation, were about 70 times up abnormal. They were like 35 milligrams deciliter. And uh, I had central nervous system fatigue. So basically what that meant is my strength wasn't affected. I could still deadlift, squat, bench press the same numbers, but I had no explosive movements. I went from being able to do like 20 unbroken bar muscle ups to I couldn't do a chest bar. I went from a 54 inch plyometric jump to I couldn't actually get my toes off the ground. Right. So it was really, really, it lasted, if I'm remembering right, about six weeks or so. And then when the dust settled, I had developed polyarthritis. So I had osteoarthritis in 11 joints and I was like as stiff as a tin man. I couldn't move anything. Um, I couldn't put on a, a shirt or a jacket. My left shoulder was the worst of everything. I went on a thousand milligrams of naproxen a day. So basically that's, that's just a leave and was getting cortisone injections. I knew that wasn't a forever solution. So I was scouring PubMed for anything that could regulate the inflammatory response. I kept on finding hydrogen water and I bought a a machine for about $5,000 thinking it was going to give me hydrogen water. Maybe nine months later, I was fainting in the gym, happened a few times in a week. What happened is the naproxen had led me to develop multiple ulcers. So I wasn't, I wasn't getting nutrients from my food properly. So I had to quit the naproxen and my shoulder and other joints like instantly froze again. It, uh, Made me again go back to PubMed. I was searching. I can't remember my exact emotions, but I went and looked at molecular hydrogen again because I was pissed off because I thought the machine didn't work or hydrogen didn't work. I found a bunch of new publications on it. And it just made me think to myself, well, does hydrogen not work? Is this a scam? Or how do I even know I'm getting hydrogen from this machine? I, I just had trusted the sales rep who sold it to me. So... I tested the water using a reagent and it was like 0.03 parts per million or milligrams a liter, which was one, like you needed to input three times the water for it to be detectable. 
with the reagent and probably one thirtieth of a minimum beneficial dose, like one, let's see, 125, like one 376th of what the hydrogen tablets generate. So it's just a nothing dose. It gave me a little bit of confidence though, because I realized I actually hadn't tried hydrogen. So I started buying all the studies, reading the methods, reading how the researchers were getting hydrogen water. I started just experimenting like with the DIY project in my house and my shoulder started loosening up and I'm just very obsessive in everything I do. It's a pretty strong personality trait of mine. And I just kept on going, wanting a higher dose. I hired a, a PhD organic chemist to look at my chemistry, what I was doing. It was kind of a sober second thought too, because I was using the element magnesium, like the white and fireworks and explosive to make H2, which is an explosive. And I didn't uh, want to win a Darwin award and blow myself up and blow up my house. He basically said it was the worst pseudoscience he'd ever heard in his life. Told me all the reasons why it was stupid. I, I had been re like reading about it a lot by that time. So I was able to rebut everything he said, give him a lot of citations. We had a couple more conversations. He said, okay, I'll take a look at what you're doing. And it was just a little bit fortuitous. As he was looking at my chemistry, I sent him a publication relating to what he was working at in his uh, pharmaceutical company. He called me for lunch and he said, I think there could be something to this. Have you thought about making this more than a do-it-yourself project? Have you think thought about commercializing this? So I was down. We got the chemistry you know, and, and the formulation done in a few weeks, then realized uh, it uh, was a new challenge to make millions of them instead of 10 in a mortar and pestle. That was um, about a, a year of additional R&D, working like 100 plus hours a week, thousands of iterative adjustments, 15 failed scale-up attempts. But eventually we figured it out, got our first production-ready tablet. Um, I make them for companies all over the world now, license it. I, I just got my patent actually a few months ago. So it's been an interesting road. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that you saw a problem and you found the solution for yourself. And then you were like, okay, how can I help other people with the same solution? I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Everyone, everyone always says, wow, you did a you know great thing for everyone. And I'm a firm believer that every action is self-motivated, at mm -hmm. least originally, but the difference is what you do once you get to a place where you can help others. So I, I did it for myself um, and I did it for my own obsession and my own need. But then once I got there and realized it was something that I could mass produce, I wanted to do it right. And that, that's kind of the second phase of my company. We've done everything properly to, to be, to hold ourselves accountable towards pursuing the truth and towards making sure that uh, we're doing the right thing, being ethical. We're up to 10 published clinical trials and, and I believe in open science. So basically what that means is we donate product and sometimes funds to public universities and hospitals that are conducting clinical research. And we don't own the right to the data that they collect, meaning if it doesn't work, they publish it anyways, right? So that, that's Good. kind of rare in supplements mm -hmm. and pharmaceuticals. Usually the funder has sole right on if they want to publish or not. I, I don't believe that's ethical. So mm -hmm. 
we're pumping out a lot of good open research. We've put together a scientific advisory board. Kind of the idea behind that is we're launching new products. Everyone has to sign off that it's a good idea and that everything's dosed appropriately. We're also one of only about 4% of ingredients on the U.S. market that has new dietary ingredient status with the U.S. FDA. So we, we sent everything to the FDA to have them review everything that we're doing, our manufacturing protocols, our safety, everything like that to make sure that we're a legal, safe supplement. We also have a grass status with an expert panel. And then we go above and beyond with other things and just make sure our, our manufacturers are solid, have all the proper credentials, and then go ahead and get them third-party tested ourselves too, including for things like sports, right? So we're informed sports certified, so athletes can take and know that they're not going to have their lives ruined, you know, by something contaminating the product. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, that's awesome. I, I love that. So for those who are listening and are hearing kind of this like hydrogen water idea and they have never heard of it and they don't understand it. Like, how do you explain it to people? Yeah. So basically what hydrogen is, is it's uh, the leading hypothesis is that it's an adapted stress. So a form of hormesis, specifically hormesis for our mitochondria, so the powerhouse of the cell. So if we go back in time, our mitochondria actually evolved from hydrogen dependent organelles. Right, Hydrogen has been with us since the very beginning. And in fact, through the majority of evolution, we would have had peaks and valleys of hydrogen. Now, we make hydrogen. There's hydrogen in every cell in our body at all times throughout evolution. And we make this hydrogen by breaking down carbohydrates. So the bacteria in our, our small intestines breaks down carbohydrates. It produces H2 gas. So for millions of years, up until very recently, all of our, our ancestors and where we evolved from would have had these peaks and valleys of H2. Maybe we don't get to eat for a couple of days and then we kill something and we'll eat only meat. And then we, we find a carbohydrate source and get this big spike in hydrogen. Now, only recently has this changed. And uh, no matter what diet people are on, they tend to be consistent with it. So if someone's low carb, they're getting almost no hydrogen, or maybe only a few hundred milliliters a day of it. If they're high carb, they're getting maybe 10, 12 liters of hydrogen a day, but they're getting the same amount of H2 every day at a slow trickle as they're eating their food because it's slow to break down. So we aren't seeing these you know, peaks and valleys like we've evolved to expect. That would be like kind of doing low intensity exercise all waking hours of the day. At that point, it's not exercise, it's just stress or being a little bit cold all day long. At that point, it's not cold exposure that's going to lead to to thermogenesis and, and brown adipose tissue ac- activation. It's actually going to do the reverse. It's going to raise inflammation and you know oxidative stress and lead to more white adipose tissue formation. So, we are just discovering we need these peaks and valleys of molecular hydrogen in our cells. So for instance, uh, high dose therapies like using the hydrogen tablets will significantly spike your cellular concentration just for about 10 minutes. Now, 
This acute stress to the mitochondria causes a number of changes. So far, we've observed about 10,000 different positive impacts to genetic expression from hydrogen therapy. H2 leads to homeostatic redox. That's kind of the harmony between the beneficial oxidative stressors and our body's production of own antioxidants. It leads to a healthy inflammatory response. So a lot of people think inflammation is bad, and it is, but it's bad when uh, it's too much or too little. Inflammation is good when it's in the right amount. It's actually part of our immune system. It's part of our body's defense. H2 has also shown to regulate things like autophagy for all you biohackers. So in most trials, hydrogen has activated autophagy, but in one trial in a model of heart failure, where you absolutely do not want autophagy, hydrogen actually suppressed it. So the explanation like obviously makes a lot of sense. And I think you identified like the key points for people. So if someone were to start taking your tablets today, and if they start with one a day, I'm not sure like how much you recommend, but what type of benefits do you kind of hear that people start to notice in general? So because of how hydrogen works, and I like to think of it kind of as a a supervisor in your cell that, that helps regulate our response to stress, right? turns the dials in certain ways to help help us adapt to whatever stresses we're facing. Everyone has different stresses that they're facing, but they're different. We see different things depending on what the study group is and, and what the stress is. For instance, a single tablet, we have two clinical trials that show a single tablet significantly raises alertness and brain metabolism in sleep deprived individuals. Actually um, raised alertness equivalent to caffeine right, in one trial, and then improve brain metabolism more robustly than caffeine in the second trial we did, right? So a single tablet could help you if you're taking it for like a mid-afternoon pick-me-up or after a bad night of sleep. That said, it's going to be very subtle, right? You have to pay attention because hydrogen isn't a stimulant. So you don't get jittery. You don't get like a burst of energy like you would with a stimulant. I would best describe it as a return to normalcy. So if you have brain fog, if you're feeling tired, feeling like you don't want to get off the couch and you take your hydrogen water, all of a sudden, maybe 10 minutes later, you you just kind of feel okay. And you get up and go about your day, just kind of clears your head and gives you a little bump of normal energy. Now, if say you're suffering with like metabolic issues. We have a couple of clinical trials on metabolic-related issues, lifestyle-induced metabolic stuff. We uh, were effective in, I think it was 18 of 20 measured outcomes in a six-month trial using two tablets a day for metabolic syndrome. So we largely reversed metabolic syndrome in, in a double-blind placebo-controlled trial with 60 people over six months. Same in a 28-day study, double-blind placebo-controlled uh, crossover. We, we had significant impacts on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So both of these are, are lifestyle-induced issues from poor diet, lack of exercise, stuff like that. So in, in the NAFLD trial, we had a significant reduction in, in liver fat. We dropped AST by 10%, and we improved insulin sensitivity by 11% in just 28 days. But again, in, in trials where people have a, a healthy metabolism, hydrogen does very little right? Because there's nothing to correct. Now, say people are like, say people listening, say if you're really fit, you're training for something. We have clinical research in improving athletic performance and recovery. Actually, it's kind of cool how hydrogen works in conjunction with exercise. There's been some really neat studies done in rats 
where you say have one group of the control rats that are just exercising to exhaustion and like four swims. And then the other group where they're also given hydrogen right before they exercise. And the hydrogen group will actually see a spike in oxidative stress and inflammation higher than the exercise group. And that's actually how exercise works as a hormetic stress. It spikes the stress and then your body, body recovers stronger. So the H2 will spike the acute stress higher, but then recover quicker. So mm. it's like you worked out harder and recovered faster. So there's really interesting stuff like that. Any older listeners, we had really significant results in, in a trial of 70 plus on biomarkers of aging. We improved, we lengthened telomeres pretty significantly. We improved brain metabolism. We improved DNA methylation. There's a marker linked to young blood. If any of the biohackers have listening have read the research where you take the blood of a young mouse and put it into an old mouse and it rejuvenates the old mouse. So that's linked to a, a protein called TT2, TET2. We double TET2 in the blood. We also improved some functional aspects in this older population. They had uh, better sleep outcomes. Um, so less like daytime grogginess, better sleep latency, easier time falling asleep. It reduced pain scores and it improved parameters of the senior fitness test. Specifically, I, I think how many times I could sit and stand before exhaustion. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like the benefits are just kind of endless because the role of hydrogen is just so profound in so many different places in the body, which is awesome and super beneficial for everyone to be taking it. So I think I was going through your blog, it might have been, and there's is some significant impact on the role of gut health with it, right? Yeah, actually, there's we have a clinical trial actually underway that's looking at this specifically on the hydrogen tablets. But uh, nice. hydrogen ha has positively impacted the microbiome in a good 15 trials so far, ranging across all sorts of mammals from rodents to pigs to, I think, goats and also humans, right, in a couple of trials. Makes a lot of sense because you look at our bacteria, a lot of our bacteria is producing H2, and a lot of our bacteria is consuming H2, right? So... Mm -hmm. There's definitely a link there. We, we have a clinical trial. We're looking at some some kind of uh, proxy markers of uh, the microbiome first. In a smaller study, we're looking at uh, short-chain fatty acids and brain metabolism in a middle-aged obese population. Right. And what about like hormones? Like does it impact like specifically sex hormones or fertility, anything like that? There's one study in rats. Actually, we were trying to do another study to, we're still going back and forth with the ethics board in the university to look at uh, basically like sperm motility, sperm count and everything like that, which is a big problem. It's dropping pretty rapidly. Yeah. Um, over the last 15 years, men have a lot less sperm. There was a, a cool study in rats that came out of China a few years ago where um, hydrogen protected testosterone levels. Hmm. in exhaustive training. Now, we, we actually see this uh, in humans too. When you look at elite athletes and say Olympic athletes and stuff, sometimes, you know, men in their early 20s that have never done steroids have the testosterone of an 80-year-old man hmm. because they're, they're overtraining. They're training too much. They're not allowing that recovery. And in this exhaustive, exhaustive exercise model in rats, hydrogen protected testosterone levels from overtraining. We're actually seeing this, we're ramping up, we're going down a, a neat path with some of our research. It really seems hydrogen can be uh, synergistic with a lot of other molecules and a lot of other stressors, like beneficial stressors. It seems to protect against the, the damages and actually 
magnify the results at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, testosterone levels declining is a big, big issue. And same with sperm count in men, just like you said, like I, yeah, I've read quite a bit of research on it and also just know from friends who have been getting tested or people trying to get pregnant. The typical narrative is that it's problems with the female and her hormones, but turns out there's actually a lot that's going on with the men as well now. So it's kind of scary. It's scary that that's kind of the path that we're going down, but it's really useful to know that we can take something like molecular hydrogen every day and really support proper production of these hormones in more of a natural way than some of the other ways you can do that. Yeah, there's all sorts of things going on. It's actually kind of wild. And I know the data The data shows that people are having a harder time having kids and stuff, but I just know uh, personally, I know quite a number of couples that, uh, you know, we're, we're, have been trying for a year or two years with no success. Mm-hmm. And do you recommend that they take your product? I mean, we we don't have great evidence on mm-hmm. that yet with hydrogen right. helping that. Um, there's good reasons to believe hydrogen's helped a lot of these things in mice. We don't have the clinical research in humans yet. Like hypothetically, it could help, mm-hmm. but that's saying a different thing than like an actual claim that you can make saying here, we have good clinical evidence that this does work. But uh, hypothetically, it could work. And the safety profile is very high. So hydrogen is incredibly safe. As I mentioned, people that are on a carb heavy, like Western diet might produce up to 10, 12 liters of H2 gas a day. So the safety is incredibly high. I wouldn't be confident in saying it will work. I'd be confident in saying it it could help Mm -hmm. and it's not going to create harm. Do you ever feel frazzled, not grounded, stressed? and like you have way too much on your plate. Of course, you know you should be taking time for self-care, but doesn't mean you actually are, and it kind of just feels like another thing on your to-do list. I have definitely been there. It's tough to kind of balance everything these days, especially for those of us working from home with extra side hustles and or kids. Stress reduction feels like a nice idea, but never something easily achievable in the moments when we need it the most. I believe in solutions that use science to help us be healthier on a daily basis, but without crazy technology or tools that aren't accessible or affordable for everybody. I use Sensate, which is something that I've been using for a long time now, and I spoke about a lot last year, which is a groundbreaking innovation in wellness technology that uses the natural power of sonic resonance to calm your body's nervous system, providing immediate immediate, let me tell you, relief and long-term benefits from regular regular use. It calms your nerves and helps you feel better in as few as 10 minutes per day. It improves stress resilience to help you cope with whatever life throws at you. And it increases heart rate variability, a known biomarker of health and longevity. This is so important because for many of us, our body's built-in stress management system is simply just an overdrive. Sensate's novel patent technology was designed to send infrasonic waves through the chest to reach the vagus nerve that sits deep in the core of our nervous system. By speaking to our body's command center, we can control how we respond to all the positive and negative things that we experience each day, which is just so cool and such an easy, easy biohack to bring in every day. 
You can use my discount code, which is BiohackingBrittany in all capitals. Um, I will put the link in the show notes and it's on my shop page at BiohackingBrittany.com and you get $25 off today. If you have any questions about it or when you get it, please message me. I'd love to chat as this is one of my favorite biohacking tools to use on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So how does it compare to, you know, like other antioxidants like glutathione or NAC, which is like the precursor or vitamin C? Yeah. So basically like hydrogen isn't an antioxidant at all. It, it regulates production of our own antioxidants. By the mm. When you're taking external like exogenous antioxidants, you're having to guess at how much stress you have. And too much antioxidants is a bad thing. I mean, we look at all of the, the large-scale longitudinal trials on high-dose antioxidant therapy, and people have higher rates of cancer, higher rates of all-cause mortality. It interferes with various medications like, say, chemotherapeutics and radiation treatments, right? Okay. Hydrogen actually has research on, on improving outcomes in, in cancer and cancer treatments because at the end of the day, it, it uh, is not an antioxidant it's regulating our, our production of antioxidants and some beneficial oxidative and nitrosative stressors like nitric oxide and h2o2 towards homeo like to, towards redox homeostasis like the harmony the yin yang relationship between these beneficial oxidative stressors and our antioxidants there's actually one cool trial that i was a author on that we did the tablets uh, it was in mice but it was on colorectal cancer and we compared both hydrogen water versus 5-FU fluorocell. It's chemotherapeutic, but then we had a combination group where they used both. So hydrogen and fluorocell in this mouse model were equivalent, you know, roughly statistically equivalent in outcomes like lowering uh, um, collagen content, lowering tumor size, tumor weight. But hydrogen on its own, created a, a strong antioxidant response and lowered oxidative stress. And 5-FU on its own, as it does, created a lot of oxidative stress inside the cancer cell and uh, blunted antioxidant production. Now, the combination of hydrogen water from the tablets and uh, 5-FU uh, were synergistic. It completely demolished the collagen content, much smaller tumor size and weight, but there was something really interesting that happened. Inside the cancer cell, the combination actually was significantly more potent in raising oxidative stress than 5-FU alone and blunting antioxidant production, which in that case is a good thing because you, you don't want the cancer cells fighting against the chemotherapy with higher antioxidants. So that, that's kind of what's been interesting with hydrogen water. Um, or hydrogen therapy in general is it seems to be smart in the sense that it spikes stress when needed and it, it lowers stress when needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like adaptogenic in, in the way that it functions. Yeah. I mean, it, it's well, without, I, I it, it yeah. marketing at all because actually the FDA has banned the word adaptogen, but basically hydrogen yeah, has shown an ability to help us adapt to external stress. Yeah. 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 And that's interesting that like you can overload on antioxidants as well. Like you would like, I'm curious to see the research on that because like how much do you need 
to be at that point where you've taken too much or you're overloading on it. And now there's like negative effects from it. And like how much of, like how much of a concern is that for the general public? I'm just really curious to see and know more about that. Yeah, it's hard. And it would need to be individual too, right? Because Mm -hmm. in those trials, maybe that dose of antioxidants were helping 30% of people in some of these trials, but hurting 70% because you don't know how much stress each individual person has. That's a different you know, subject. I think it's the same thing with diet, the same thing with a lot of things. We're heading towards more personalized medicine. And as we understand more about each individual person, physiology, genetics, microbiome, and then activity and stress levels, we're going to be able to create more custom therapies and lifestyle interventions for each person. But we're not quite there yet, but it's coming and it's coming soon. But even then with, say, antioxidant and anti-inflammatories, you often don't want to take them in conjunction with exercise and strength training because taking antioxidants while you exercise will blunt hypertrophy gains. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're relying on that spike in stress. So you don't want to be reducing the stress immediately as you exercise or before, like before or after, like yeah. antioxidants. Um, which is another really cool thing about hydrogen is because it's not actually a direct antioxidant, and because the research shows that it's actually helping improve gains, and it's doing this by spiking the stress higher as you exercise. And then quickly bringing you back to homeostasis and faster than exercise on its own. Hmm. So, is it okay to take the hydrogen water or like the molecular hydrogen while you exercise then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. Yeah, because I've done that. <laughs> so, I'm just thinking back on when I take it. But I, I did know about the antioxidant effect because I will also take vitamin C throughout the day and I'm very careful about timing it with the exercise because obviously you want the benefits from working out and you don't want to just diminish them by taking this supplement. Absolutely. Right. Same thing. Like why you wouldn't want to say like, even if you do that and have fun, you, there's no point in exercising and then going drinking because you just kill all your gains. You just actually nothing. Right. Yeah, exactly. So hydrogen therapy in general, does it have a like history, like a longer history, you know, like a lot of the times with like biohacking and and things like that, or like the latest products and supplements and tools, it's kind of actually rooted in like this ancient practice that people did, but it was so different back then. And now we've made it more modern. So like everyone can do it. So I'm just curious if there's anything associated with hydrogen therapy that's like that. Well, that's tough, right? Because some of some of these water sources in the world have been reported as being hydrogen rich, right? But there's actually no publications. So companies have reported that they've tested waters from like Lourdes, France, like healing waters, and they have dissolved hydrogen, but nobody's ever published a paper on that. So I can't confirm it, right? And I, I tend to not believe marketing claims, but some of that does make sense because, uh, a lot of the, these uh, heavy mineral waters do have reports of having elemental metals down in caverns there, uh, including like magnesium that can make the hydrogen-rich water. There's one really cool thing that's uh, interesting. The oldest water we've ever discovered, you know, on the planet, and actually a few sources of, of super old, like billion-year-old water. The one that was uh, heavily reported was maybe five or six years ago from the Canadian Shield, so this billion-year-old water had measurable dissolved hydrogen gas in it. 
wow. being created. So uh, again, that can tie into to maybe our water used to have H two in it mm. throughout periods of evolution. But the actual research on it started first in the seventies, and a paper was published in Science on using kind of hyperbaric hydrogen for for skin cancer with, with on rats with pretty significant results. But then there was a long pause. And then it started again in Japan in 2007. And in the last 15 years, since the research kicked back up, um, since a seminal article was pub- published in Nature Medicine, there's been over 2,000 publications and about 140 clinical trials. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just even crazy to think about like water being that old and like it, the structure of it being so different from our water today. But obviously that makes sense because the planet was different at that point. But just wrapping your head around that idea is like mind boggling. <laughs> uh, yeah, hundred percent. And there would have been uh, higher rates of hydrogen gas in, in our atmosphere at the beginning of evolution too. I mean, in a, a way, hydrogen is what's formed the entire universe in our existence. Yeah. Right. When it's the smallest and first and oldest molecule in the universe, it seemed kind of bizarre that it would play no role. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I definitely agree. So if people are curious and they want to start trying molecular hydrogen, how can they do so? And and where can they find it? So basically I've got a blog at drinkhrw.com. We've got a half million words of content on hydrogen and, and some other topics and uh, you can find all the products there as well. Perfect. Yeah. I will definitely put that in the show notes and I'll link to it and I'll link to all of your social media platforms as well. Awesome. Yeah. At drinkhrw on Instagram is where, where we're the most active for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. This is great. And I, I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Thank, thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.